What's going on, guys and gals? It's 8-Bit Ray from the Gorilla Brain Podcast, and you are listening to the Geek World All-Star Podcast Network. Broadcasting very fast and very dangerous from the planet Malastare, you are listening to So Wizards. You're thinking, you're people going to die? The only podcast to make the Kessel Run in under 12 parsecs. There'll be no one to stop us this time. What's going on, everybody? It is time for episode number 258 of the So Wizard podcast. I'm your host, Joey DiCarlo. My co-hosts are the queen of all nerds, Aubrey Litchfield. Never-ending story. (laughs) 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 And the expert, Mr. Marquis Marcellus Reagans. Uh, yeah, I don't have any uh, cute songs to sing. What's going on, everybody? You are listening to So Wizard Podcast, where three friends discuss the world of nerd podcasting weekly. This week, we're going to talk about some nerdy news, including some new movie trailers. We've got our trip to Plastic City Comic Con to talk about with some interviews direct from the con floor. And then we're going to review and react to Stranger Things Season 3. But before we get into all of that, how is everyone doing this week? Mark Ellis Reagans, lay it on us. What's going on? Uh, nothing. nothing. Nothing is going on. Made it back from Plastic City. Uh, it was a fun trip. Uh, we'll be talking about that in the show. Uh, I bought a ton of comic books that I was supposed to read on my day off, and I didn't do it. So uh, <laughs> at some point when I have some time, I would definitely dig into the books that I bought at Plastic City, which was a lot, a lot of them. Awesome. How about you, Aubrey? What's going on? Uh, nothing much. Just finished up one of my five classes. Uh, still got four to finish, and I'm going ghost hunting this upcoming weekend. <laughs> so I'm pretty excited about that. Wait, 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 wait! You won't watch a horror movie, <laughs> but you'll go like looking for real ghosts. Yes. It's fucked up, bro. <laughs> well, it's because real movies that stuff can happen. A ghost actually doing something to you as you're hunting it it's probably not gonna happen they'll, they'll you know they'll talk to you maybe maybe move your cup you know a few inches but they're not gonna do anything to you at least i hope not well i expect a full report on your ghost hunting when you return yeah i'm i'm pretty excited i was um talked into it by uh, some of josh's friends so we'll see how it goes we're going to a penitentiary in uh west virginia so pretty pretty interesting he's just like this like an organized thing or are you guys just like showing up at some random <laughs> abandoned jail no it, it's actually a paranormal convention called paracon I when think i was uh when i was looking for work i kept seeing uh ads for a paraprofessional and i realized quickly it had nothing to do with ghost hunting so i wasn't interested <laughs> what did it have to do with do i wait do i, I want do i want to know i don't think I yeah know. you do <laughs> That's cool. Aubrey, have fun. Um, obviously, you won't be able to get any pictures of the ghost, but uh, definitely looking forward to a full report on what happened. Yeah, I'm, I'm pretty excited. It It's like this whole, there's supposed to be special guests and stuff and vendors. Yeah. So it, I'm, I'm excited to see what it is and what they have to offer. 
Yeah. Ghosts. <laughs> I will go ghost hunting the day after they actually make proton packs and traps. As soon as those are available, then I'll go look for, looking for ghosts. Other than that, forget about it. No, I don't fuck around with that shit. I don't want any things attaching themselves to me and coming home. That's why we don't let, like, we don't have Ouija boards in our house. No, I don't fuck around with that shit. All right, and how are you doing, Joey? I am fucking tired. <laughs> yeah, how's your knee feeling? Uh, my knee's all right. It's fine. Um, so uh, to fill everyone in, uh, about six months ago, I tweaked my knee at work, and it just has been getting progressively worse. And then Friday night, it like was awful after I left my second job to go to my first job, which makes no sense chronologically, but it makes sense in my head. Um, it, it really hurt. So I powered through working Friday, and then I came home and immediately – uh, so I worked six to nine at job two. Then I worked 1030 at night to 630 in the morning at job one. And then I went home, took a shower and changed. And I went and picked up Mark and we went to Plastic City Comic Con. <laughs> so there there were moments where it was hurting kind of bad, but we we powered through. We powered through. But I, right. When I got home, I, I mentioned to my wife, uh, I, I've been awake for 25 hours. <laughs> and then you immediately fell like, asleep the, like right after that, right? <laughs> Yeah, she's like, then why the hell are you t- standing here talking to me? Go to bed. It's <laughs> a good idea. I don't even remember what happened. I literally like laid down and was like, <laughs> <Nice>. <laughs> and fell asleep for like 13 hours. So it was good. Yeah, it's not a full comic book convention unless Joey is limping in some aspect. It doesn't feel right. Yeah, somehow I, I, I'm really yes. hoping to not hurt myself before New York. That's that's the important one. We're going to be there for like four days. So. I'm telling you, dude, we get you a wheelchair, Professor X cosplay all day. Sounds good. Sounds good. So, yeah, we'll talk a little bit more about Plastic City and our day there in a little bit. But before we get into all that, Marcellus, why don't you tell the listeners where they can find more So Wizard Podcast? All right. So everybody can go to SoWizardPodcast.com where you will find new episodes every week. Uh, you also find movie reviews from yours truly, Netflix and Amazon streaming picks from our buddy, the awesome Adam Wallyhawk. Uh, you'll also find our merchandise there, so you can purchase some of our t-shirts. Look good while you're representing the show. Uh, a great way to support Soul Wizard is by doing your Amazon shopping through the link that we keep right on the website. There's an uh, Amazon logo that you can click on, do your shopping, receive your products, and that way you'll be helping out our show. Uh, you can also find our social media links there. Uh, we have Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. You can subscribe to us on Apple Podcasts and give us a five-star review while you're there. Uh, you can also find us on the Stitcher Radio app for your tablet or smartphone. We're on Podbean, we're on Google Play Music, iHeartRadio, Spotify, and Podcoin. Uh, we also have a Patreon page, patreon.com backslash so was a podcast, where you can support our show monetarily, receive bonus content. Uh, we also have a YouTube channel where we have new content that goes up uh, every week, every couple of weeks. Uh, you, most of it from Adam Hollyhock. So uh, definitely check out some of the videos and let Adam and us know what you think of them. Uh, shout out to everyone in the Geek World All-Stars Podcasting Network. Back to you, Joey. And I have lots of hidden potential. Excellent. All right, let's uh, let's get into the news. What's going on in the world of nerd this week, Mark? Yo, pump it up. It's time for the news. Yo, we getting ready to bring you the news, boy. All right, so there actually isn't a lot going on this week in news. Uh, there was uh, some 
kind of clickbaity uh, news story that came up a few days ago regarding the next James Bond movie. Uh, it turns out that they're possibly thinking about casting Lashana Lynch as 007. Apparently, someone did take a look at the script and saw that there was a scene where the person in charge asked for 007 to come into the room. And instead of it being Dan- Daniel Craig, it's uh, Lashana Lynch, who you might remember as Captain Marvel's best friend in the hit summer movie, Captain Marvel. Obviously, they wouldn't announce a new James Bond while there's still the old James Bond. Uh, I do kind of remember him being retired in the last movie. So it's possible that this is just like a quick scene to show that he's uh, to show that there's someone else that's taking over the number. But if this is true, what do you guys think of Captain Marvel's best friend being a new 007? Let's start with Aubrey. I think I read an article actually by GQ that uh, confirmed that she was going to be. The new James Bond. Yeah, they. That's the same thing that came out before about um, someone getting a hold of the script. Uh, it's still kind of early in the process. I wouldn't necessarily take that as a, a grain of salt. We do know that she's in the movie because there is a picture of her with the cast, so that part is true. But uh, as far as them confirming it, that's a uh, that's that's. I'm still kind of not sure about that. But what do you think about the casting, though? I mean, I'll I'll take it. I have no problem with her. I don't really have too much weight in James Bond in the first place so it it doesn't matter too much to me but it doesn't I mean she's a good actress so and she's badass in Captain Marvel she was legit like one of the only people that actually showed up to work in Captain Marvel uh Joey how about you man how do you feel about Lashana Lynch's 007 um she's not James Bond though if I understand the rumors correctly she he gives up being 007 to go like undercover or some shit and like then she gets that, that code name yeah that that makes sense so instead of money penny having it, it's going to be her that's fine but i don't really care because i can't stand james bond so right so you're not going to go see it anyway regardless of who's 007 it could be like i i don't know Ava Green naked for the whole movie with free blowjobs in the movie theater, and I still wouldn't want to go see James Bond. So. Wait, did you even see the one that she was in? The first I have seen one? like pictures of her in it. I just don't like James Bond. Jeez. All right. <laughs> see, even my love of Ava Green can't make me watch a James Bond movie. That's understandable. I don't know. I just think they're really boring. I just can't get into it. I don't know what it is. Not enough uh, tight shirts and lightsabers. That's right. If that would be my guess. Right. <laughs> All right. So then we had a couple of trailers that. Dro- oh, actually, I'm sorry. There's one other casting thing I just wanted to ask about real quick. Apparently, they're making a Mortal Kombat movie, and Joe Taslim, who was in the raid, is the first person to sign on to play Sub Zero. Now, uh, I remember the first Mortal Kombat. I enjoyed it. I never saw the second one. I'm sure it's amazing. I couldn't give two shits about a Mortal Kombat movie until they said one of the guys from the raid is in it. And now they had my curiosity. Now they have my attention. Uh, So I am down for this. Joey, how do you feel about Joe Taslin being in Mortal Kombat? Yes, please. All over my face (laughs) right now. I don't know. I'm really excited about it. I'm also cautiously like optimistic because the, I don't know what word I'm looking for. All the, uh, Stuff the people making the movie has said reminds me a lot of stuff people say when they're really big fans of a franchise making a movie in it, and then the movie sucks. Okay. 
like uh, when the people that were making Alien versus Predator two were all like, "We love Alien and Predator," blah 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 blah, and then the movie was terrible because they're like getting really pumped up and excited online about how they're going to have fatalities in the movie for the first time ever in live action fatalities. Like, okay, but what about the rest of the movie? <laughs> <laughs> But the first Mortal Kombat is a B-movie fucking classic. And the second movie is a bad movie classic. So Okay. It's probably one of the best bad movies of all time. So I really can't complain. I'm excited to see what they do with it. Obviously, this dude is awesome. The raid is awesome. He's a good martial artist. So it could be really cool. Um, hopefully, they keep the budget low and, and it's a success. I'm really excited See what they do, but I'm cautiously optimistic it's going to be terrible. I have faith, even though I don't know who the director is. Uh, it is produced by James Wan, so there's there's that. Uh, Aubrey, how do you feel about a new Mortal Kombat movie starring one of the guys from The Raid? I mean, that sounds cool. I heard that The Raid was really good. I never watched it. So I heard it has amazing action. Uh, so that would be great for a Mortal Kombat movie. I'm sad to... Um, see what's her face go the chick from um billy madison but she played sonia, sonia. blade wow look at that yeah. how do i know that that's right that's crazy <laughs> so i i guess we'll see how it goes on I, I mean can't be any worse i love the old ones because they're just amazing mm-hmm. amazingly bad but <laughs> yeah, yeah. Some, someday i have to get around to watching part two I'll put that on my list we're supposed to be uh going on pine of comics to do that as a special crossover but the scheduling is a nightmare so it will happen someday someday all right so then we had a couple of trailers that dropped to uh there was a trailer for the kingsman prequel it's coming out in february called the king's man uh now this is kind of it's kind of odd because the second one didn't really do that well it did okay but i was a little disappointed and i'm pretty sure people who are a fan of the first one uh, were a little disappointed with the second one, too. So in a way, it's kind of cool that they want to go back and make a prequel. Uh, I do miss Exy, though. I like, I like that character. Uh, but this trailer looked pretty badass. Uh, it looked like it's going to deliver some badass old-school action. And uh, Matthew Vaughn, you know, he's due for, uh, for a resurgence after uh, the last one. So I think it looks cool. What do you guys think of the Kingsman trailer that's coming out next year? Uh, let's start with you, Aubrey. I mean, I liked the second one, but I also still have yet to see the first one. So (laughs) (laughs) that's probably why I like the second one. Uh, It was cool. I remember when I saw the trailer for the first one, I really wanted to see it. And I thought it looked awesome. But then I never got around to actually seeing it. So Gotcha. Would you like the second one? Was it Channing Tatum? Was that like the the selling point to get you in the theater? I totally forgot he was in it. (laughs) 100 percent forgot that he was in it right so you think this new trailer looks cool something you might want to check out yeah i mean i'll I'll watch it it looks cool all right all right joy what about you man what'd you think of that trailer uh i thought it looked really cool i love the first one i think it's uh pretty fucking awesome what was the name of the actress that had the knives for legs oh yeah oh fuck she was the mummy too, right? Yeah, she was Lamonia. She was Lamomia. Lamomia. <laughs> I I find her aesthetically pleasing. So. Uh, I was pleased with that, but uh, no, the first one is fucking phenomenal. The second one has a lot of great ideas, but it's a bit of a jumbled mess. So 
But it seemed like everybody was having fun when they were making it, I guess. So yeah, somebody, somebody got shoved into a meat grinder. (laughs) (laughs) It was fine. It was kind of whacked, but, um, so yeah, this looks really cool going kind of backwards so they can kind of tone down all the crazy tech and everything and not have to keep one upping themselves and kind of go back around and get back into like just a kind of a cool action movie. So I'm excited. You know, I definitely think we'll be checking it out for the podcast, obviously, but uh, I'm definitely going to be there. Not day one because I have no life and I need to work all the time. But day like two, maybe. I don't know. Mm -hmm. I just wonder if there's going to be a scene as crazy as Elton John fighting robot dogs in this one. No. Because that would be something they would probably want to shy away from. All right. So then the last trailer I saw that I want to talk about, speaking of uh, old properties with a lower budget, something called Legend of the White Dragon. I didn't know what the hell this was. And then I saw when I started watching the trailer is the guy from the Power Rangers. And I'm like, oh, good for him. I like that guy. He did a he did an interview on Colt forty five and he's a really cool dude. Uh, the trailer, I don't know, I don't know. I'd rather hear you guys' opinions on it because I have a feeling y'all know a lot more about this than I do. So, uh, what did you guys think of the Legend of the White Dragon trailer, uh, Joey? Uh, I thought it was fucking awesome. <laughs> Cannot wait. Uh, I'm hoping it's well. It's going to be a Kickstarter. They're trying to make this as a full length movie, and it's kind of like a not quote unquote not power rangers movie that's a power rangers movie. <laughs> was there a white dragon in the power rangers no it's kind of like a uh, spiritual sequel to power Rangers. okay <laughs> without actually being power rangers kind of how like puffs the play is about harry is pretty much like about harry potter but you can't say it's about harry potter right right so this is basically a spiritual sequel to power rangers that is not power rangers <laughs> Starring a lot of Power Rangers actors. So um, it looks awesome. Uh, Like exactly what I want. Like bad sci-fi channel special effects. Like karate. Nonsensical sci-fi storyline. I'm like all in. I'm not all in to the point where I'm actually going to contribute to the Kickstarter. Oh, boo. You're not all in then. I'm like half in. (laughs) (laughs) But uh, I would definitely be 100% down to watch this when it's released. So. All right. Right on. All right, Aubrey, how about you? How do you feel about this updated dark and gritty? Um, and I didn't know it was Power Rangers until like three seconds ago. Power Rangers movie. It it looks okay. It it looks like Joey's type of movie, not my type of movie. As <laughs> <laughs> your bullshit, Joey. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It, it looks like totally like Kung Fu, you know, 80s type stuff that Joey would absolutely love. Mm-hmm. Whereas I'm like, oh, this is really boring. All right. Uh, I will say that one that I know I just was like joking about not backing the Kickstarter and I would totally back the Kickstarter, but there's no physical release of the movie. So I'm out not paying $50 for a digital download. Thanks, guys. Oh, come on, man. It's 2019. It'd be 2024 when this movie comes out. So. You know, there'd be no such thing as DVDs. You can't rip it onto a Blu-ray disc for 50 bucks? There's not going to be such things as a a Blu-ray disc in five years, dude. They still make records, Mark. (laughs) That's true. Um, I I really like the the dude that played uh, the White Dragon, Uh, even though I've honestly I've never watched like I don't think I've ever watched a full episode of the Power Rangers except for the first one. Uh, But that guy seems really cool. I really like the interviews that he 
that he does and uh, his appearances in Comic Cons. Seems like a cool dude. So I would definitely check out the movie when it comes out. I don't know if I would support it, but uh, I don't know, maybe. But if you are a big Power Rangers fan and you want to see the Power Rangers in kind of an updated version, uh, yeah, definitely check out the Kickstarter. Uh, the movie is called Legend of the White Dragon. And, uh, you know, support it. Get your mature Power Rangers movie if you've been dying to see it. <laughs> I have not. I just want, just give me a sequel to uh, the next, to uh, the one that came out a couple of years ago with uh, Princess Jasmine in it. That's all I want. It's never going to happen. Yeah, I can dream. I have a lot of dreams about Princess Jasmine, <laughs> and most of them don't involve a Power Rangers sequel. <laughs> Perfect. All right. So, uh, yeah, so that's it. That's all I got for the news. Awesome. All right. Well, uh, now let's jump into our coverage of Plastic City Comic Con. All right, so we went to Plastic City Comic Con in Fitchburg, Massachusetts. Aubrey, you had to miss out on this one. I'm sorry, but hopefully our stories will make it like you were already there. Uh, it's a one-day con held in a ice hockey rink. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> and it's uh, really cool. It's put on by our friend Keith Gleason, who we've heard on the show before. He is the creator of Mighty Mascots comic book series. And uh, he puts on the show every year, $5 to get in, lots of comics, lots of comic creators. And we went there and hung out with our friends from Pina Comics at their table, as well as Chris from Arguing With Myself was there, too. So we had a little podcast posse, and uh, we had a good time. What did you think of the show, Mark? Uh, it was good. It was good. I was kind of bummed that uh, I missed out on it last year. There was definitely some artists that I was hoping to see again. Uh, when we went this year and uh, I did, I ran into him, which was really cool. So I was able to pick up some swag. I got a handful of books. I ran into our buddy, uh, a friend of the show, Mark Mestal, who you might remember from the show like a, a long time ago. He helps run BingCon that we do every year. Uh, he's always, I know him as a promoter for doing the cons. I kind of forget that he's actually like a, a comic book artist too. So when I saw him at the table with his books, I, I was stunned. I'm like, I've, been going to being con for years completely forgot he was an artist so picked up a couple of of his books they're beautiful uh i can't i actually can't wait to read those those are really really cool and when i went there two years ago there was a comic book called juvenile diversion that i picked up that looks like a saturday morning 80s cartoon like the style of it has that look of it uh it has to deal with high school and music in the 80s and uh it's a web comic uh, but the artist put it together for uh, physical books. And I got the first one last year, and it was pretty cool. Really wanted to get the other ones, and I was glad to see that uh, her and her husband were there. And uh, you'll hear an interview from them later on in the show. Uh, but I picked up a couple of their books, which is really cool. Uh, I also picked up uh, some bumper stickers from this amazing artist named John Mills. He has a uh, uh, a bunch of really cool like Avenger stickers. There was a big one that said Wakanda Forever on it that I, as soon as I saw it, I'm like, yes, that's that has to come home with me. Uh, so I grabbed that one. I grabbed a uh, Falcon one I said on your left. Uh, and he's a really cool dude. I had a lot, a lot of fun talking to him. And I also picked up some uh, books from Alterna Comics. Uh, they are a comic book company that does print on newsprint, old school new, newsprint. And uh, because they do it on that, type of paper their prices are really low so they had a really nice sale going on and i picked up a handful of books from them including mighty mascots from keith gleason which is very cool so i got a stack of books that i have to read uh and i will hopefully get to them soon 
<laughs> but uh, yeah, it was good. I, I, I had a lot of fun. I got to get my books and uh, pick up some stickers and chat with Pina Comics and chat with uh, Tim Jones of Sour Grapes. See, check on him. And uh, yeah, it was good. I had a lot of fun. Cool. I played uh, trivia against Mitch, the creator of Terrificon, <laughs> which will be the la- the next convention we're heading to in August. And uh, that was pretty cool. You can see that eventually on the Pine of Comics YouTube channel. And uh, probably the funniest thing that happened the entire time. I don't even you weren't even around for this, were you, Mark? Oh, yeah. Um, yeah. I was there. Someone. No. It started off with uh, why is Plastic City called Plastic City? <laughs> That's right. And then uh, I was hanging out at the table with uh, John from Pine of Comics and this this guy approached us and he had a T-shirt on for a cartoon called The Loud House. Aubrey, have you ever watched The Loud House? I have not. I've heard of it, but I haven't ever watched it. Um, the best way I can describe this person, Aubrey, is in terms that you would understand is GameStop customer. Ew. <laughs> <laughs> and he was talking to John about the, his podcast and John was telling him about Pina Comics, blah, 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 blah. And then he says, have you ever heard of the cartoon, The Loud House? And I was like, oh, here we go. <laughs> and he reaches in his bag and he pulls out a binder that had to be like, I, I don't know, probably like six inches thick. Uh, and he's like, I love the show. And he started describing it, it. And then he said, this is my fan fiction. Awesome. About the Loud House meeting DC Comics. And it was literally like 200 pages long. <laughs> and it kind of reminded me of like Kevin Spacey's journals from Seven. <laughs> and John was just trapped listening to this guy explain his uh Loud House X DC Comics superheroes uh, fan fiction that was like fucking like War and Peace for like 10 minutes while I like snuck off out of their peripheral vision and like danced. <laughs> I couldn't believe it. That was the funniest thing that happened all day. That and uh, when John was trying to interview Keith and some woman interrupted the interview to talk about donuts for 10 minutes. Yeah, that's what that's the incident I was talking about. That was fun. But yeah, I mean, it was a really cool show. And then uh, we went to our uh, traditional post-con meal of Buffalo Wild Wings. Yep. And I ate a lot of wings. <laughs> per usual, per tradition. Yeah. Yep. And then, uh, yeah, then we, we then we drove home and I collapsed and went to sleep. But thankfully, Marcellus, you got a lot of interviews from the con that you will now present to us so we can remember it. If we weren't there, we can experience it. Uh, yep. So you're going to hear our, my interview with Tim Jones, uh, my interview with Dean and Heather Farrington, and my interview with Peter Sametti, the man behind Alterna Comics. All right, kids, Marky Mark, So Wizard Podcast, Plastic City Comic Con. I am here with Peter Sametti. Uh, the man behind Alterna Comics, who you might remember I talked about a couple of years ago uh, when I got some of their swag, but they are back here at Plastic City with a whole bunch of new books, and I definitely couldn't stay away from the uh, nice sale that they had going on. on. So, uh, Peter, how are you doing today, man? I'm doing good, man. How are you? I'm good. I'm good. Uh, can you talk a little bit about Alterna Comics for the people who have not been familiar with it yet? Yeah, Alterna Comics is a creator-owned comic publisher. We're independent. 
We've got all kinds of genres of comics, horror, sci-fi, fantasy, action, superhero, all kinds of stuff for all ages too. And uh, we've been around for about 13 years. We're going into our 14th year and we're making a big splash the past two years by making newsprint single issues, average price at $1.50 a piece. So that's multiple comic books, multiple titles for $1.50 per book? Yes, that's correct. That is amazing. Now, a lot of people aren't familiar with newsprint as opposed to regular print. What is uh, the special, special quality about having these new books printed on newsprint? Yeah, the newsprint allows us to make these books so affordable because of the fact that it's a, it's probably the most inexpensive paper stock in the world. It's a, it's a paper stock that's combined with the pulp of other kinds of paper products, and it's, it's still widely used. It's probably the most widely used paper stock in the world. So because of that, we found multiple printers that are able to help us out, but we're, we're really comfortable with the printer we're using right now out in California, and they're doing a terrific job on these. And um, the comics just look, they look fantastic. They, they take the modern coloring really well. These are not the newsprint comics of yesteryear, even though I love those dearly. Uh, the coloring is so much better on these. The quality is great. Yeah, I was just about to say that. Even though it's on newsprint, which I remember from when I was a kid, looking at the colors now, they look amazing. So the books are really high quality. Uh, Peter, if people wanted to get an idea of the library that you have for comics and they wanted to maybe pick some up, uh, is there a place that they can shop online to pick some up? Yeah, definitely. You can go to alternacomics.com slash retailers to find a local comic shop near you that carries Alterna. Or you can visit us directly in order at alternaaccess.com. And we've got everything up there. Awesome. Well, Peter, you are doing a great job. Like I said, the sale that I got here was probably one of the best that I've gotten at a comic book convention. I really appreciate it. Thank you very much for taking the time to talk to us, man. Thank you, man. Really appreciate it. All right, Wiz Kids, Marky Mark, So Wizard Podcast uh, at Plastic City Comic Con. I am here with husband and wife team Dean and Heather Farrington. A couple of years ago, I was here and I picked up their comic book, Juvenile Diversion. Uh, the colors just grabbed me from across the room. I had to come over and get it. And it's a, a very colorful book that speaks to my love for music and comics. Uh, so first off, how are you guys doing today? Very good. Thank you. Very good. All right, now, can you guys talk a little bit about where you came up with the idea for Juvenile Diversion? Um, so Juvenile Diversions, based a lot of the things that happen in the comic were kind of like based on like reality, but also my love for mu uh, music and movies from the 80s, and I kind of like turned that into my characters. And the characters themselves are kind of based on my personality, at least the four main ones. Okay. And I kind of split them into four different personality types in the, in the comic. Now, Dean, what do you think is the most uh, unique aspect about what do you think what do you find is the most uh, something that stands out that's different from everything else um, I would believe that the fact that we have so much going on all at once um, and we have many genres going on at once as well uh, we have high technology going on later on we have fantasy going on um, and we have other weird things happening in the town but mostly it's a slice of life thing about friends and um, they're troubles in high school now, I love the artwork. How long have you guys been making this book? Um, so I'm the artist. Um, I've been professionally selling my artwork for the last, like, four years, but I've been drawing pretty much since I could hold a pencil. <laughs> <laughs> and, Dean, you you co-write the book? Yes. Um, I help co-write the book. Um, 
most of the storylines and arcs after the first and second season are working together with my wife. Um, before that, she did the first season by herself. Most of the writing and dialogue is a combination of both of us, but mostly she does the heavy lifting <laughs> where it comes to that, just as much as the art. So be glad that is true because my artwork is stick figures at best and yeah. no one wants to see that. <laughs> Well, I love this book. Where can the people find the links to the book? And if they wanted to purchase it, where can they get it? Um, currently, you can get it on my Store Envy page, which is hrfarrington.storeenvy.com. That's the best way to get it online. All right. Now, you're at issue four. Is there more issues that are going to be coming out soon? Well, that's the nice thing is we are going to be reworking and doing more issues. But since this is a webcomic, we're still continuing. Um, we have a couple more years that we've got planned out already. And what is the website for the webcomic? You can find it at jdcomic.com. Excellent. All right, guys, thank you very much for taking the time to talk to us. Like I said, I was completely drawn into this book. I am very excited to read the next couple of chapters. Uh, you guys are doing a great job. Keep up the good work. Thank you so much. Thank you very much. All right, WizKids, Marky Mark, so was her podcast. I am here with the one and only friend of the show. You've heard him before, and now he's back to talk a little bit about what he's been up to. Creator of Sour Grapes, Mr. Tim Jones. Tim, how are you, sir? Good. How are you doing? I'm good, man. I'm good. Now, you were recently in the hospital. Is that right? I saw a picture of you. I was in the hospital, and uh, hysterectomy. No, I was... Um, I had a heart attack, and uh, you know I'm better now. That was uh, almost—it's been already a month now, and uh, that was an experience that I don't ever want to go through again. Um, but I'm doing good, and cardiologist says I'm good, and mm -hmm. now I go to Planet Fitness on steroids three times a week, get my heart back up to strength. So. But everything's good, so... Good, man. So when I see you next year, you're going to be like Schwarzenegger, right? Just going to be yeah. Diesel? I'm going to be jacked. You know, look like, you know... Yeah. <laughs> They'll make bronze statues of me. You could stand up on the table and stuff, so... Well, I'm glad you're feeling better, man. We were worried about you for, uh, for a hot minute there. But uh, you're already up and back in here doing conventions. So what's been going on as far as uh, sour grapes go? Have you have like a new lookout on life now that you've survived the, the heart attack? Yeah, big time. I, you know, I had to change my diet 180 degrees different. and yeah. uh, But, you know, now that I'm better and stuff, I, you know, got more oxygen now because they clean things <laughs> up so I can actually think better. Not completely, but um, and uh, it just I just kept this going. I really didn't stop. So I just got into six more papers oh. up in Massachusetts. Yeah. And uh, it's a hometown weekly papers and there's six of those. So that's like... Uh, Wellesley and uh, Walpole and uh, Sherbo and Dover, that, that whole area. And um, so that's great. Mm -hmm. So I'm up to 28 papers now. Wow. All my own phone calls and begging. And, um, <laughs> and so, uh, but you know, I, I got a brand new book out. It's called Just a Little Bit of Miserable. So my latest uh, compilation, so that mm -hmm. came out. I've got like the most shows that I've ever done this year. Yeah. You know, I've been invited to do New York Comic Con and Boston Comic Con Fan Expo. Yeah. And um, I'll be at the uh, National Cartoonist Society booth up there, so that's pretty cool. Get to hang out with the big shots. So things are moving along, you know. 
That's good, man. The new book looks really good. Uh, what's coming up next for you, other than trying to get your artwork into as many papers as possible? Um, I, re- I don't have anything particular coming up. I- I'd like to get another book uh, together. Every now and then, Aesop communicates with the snowmen. Yeah. So I might put together just the snowmen and have it ready for, uh, for Christmas time, for the winter anyways. So that'd be kind of cool, but... Like I said, I just I just keep pressing forward. I'm I'm going to be submitting to the national syndicates okay. right now and um, see how that pans out. That's not easy, you know. Get a stack of rejection letters and that, but you know I'm told that it it's a matter of uh, your timing. Yeah, it's a matter of timing. You're going to hit them, you know, right when the iron's hot, you know. So hopefully, I do that. Oh man, you're putting in a ton of work. I don't have any doubt at all that you'll make it in there. No doubt at all. You're you're a beast. You're a beast. So could you please just once again remind the listeners where they can find uh, your comic strip? I know I see it on Facebook, but where else can people find it, either online or through the newspapers? Well, if you go on my website, sourgrapescomic.com, uh, you'll see a list of all the newspapers I'm in. Right. But I'm in a boatload in Rhode Island, Massachusetts now. I'm in quite a few, like eight papers in Massachusetts. And I got one in California. Oh, nice! And um, again, you can see all that on my fi- on my uh, my website. There's my social media links. But Instagram, I'm um, Sour Grapes 2017, and then you can find me on Facebook is um, Sour Grapes Comic. But all that all that information, I have a bunch of stuff you can buy on um, on my website and. Uh, so, you know, sometimes I have a sour grapes bake sale. So, you know, cupcakes and... Really? <laughs> no. So, <laughs> you know. All right. Well, Tim, thank you very much for taking the time to talk to us again. We love having you on the show. Uh, you're definitely a friend of the show, and I'm so glad to see you're feeling better than back where you belong, printing out comic books. Dude. So thank you. we're very glad, very glad to have you back, man. Go ahead. Thank you very much. I appreciate it. All right, and we're back. Fantastic. Plastic City Comic Con is in Fitchburg, Mass. I'm sure there'll be one next year. If you're in the area, come check it out. Like we said, it's only five bucks to get in, and a lot of cool comics and indie comic creators are there. So PlasticCityComicCon.com. Now we're going to take a quick break, and when we come back, we're going to talk all about Stranger Things Season 3. Terrificon, Connecticut's biggest Comic-Con, returns to Mohegan Sun, August 9th to the 11th. Meet Billy D. Williams, Val Kilmer, Doctor Who's John Barrowman, and the voices from Animaniacs and Thundercats. New England's largest guest list of comic book artists from DC and Marvel Comics is at Terrificon on August 9th to the 11th at Mohegan Sun. Tickets on sale now at Terrificon.com. And we're back. All right, guys. We gave you guys two weeks to watch Stranger Things Season 3. And now we're going to talk about it. We'll do a little non-spoiler, and then we'll jump right into spoilers. But we will play a sound drop letting you know when that's going to happen. So you don't have to worry about it if you haven't finished yet. Um, first question. How quick were you guys on watching all of the season? Aubrey. Um, it took me a week to finish it just because I had class and everything. So I finished it Friday. This past Friday, yeah, Marcellus. Uh, yeah, for some reason, it I zipped through it like relatively quickly. It took me like a couple of days. I only meant to watch like the first two episodes before I went to bed, 
or you know, I figured I'd watch it until I fell asleep. And before I knew it, it was uh, I was on episode five. And I'm like, oh, damn, I'm already halfway through. Jeez. So, uh, yeah, it only took me a couple of days to zip through it. I uh, it came out and it was just like uh, like so much crap going on that I couldn't just sit down and bang through it. So I uh, I watched like two episodes and that's all I had seen through Sunday of the weekend. It came out and my whole family had already watched it. And I was like, oh, so usually on a Sunday, which is a day I don't work, I'll uh, hang out with the family, you know, work at my other job, do stuff. And then around six, seven o'clock, I just fucking collapse and go to bed and sleep all night. But that night I said, fuck it. I'm a man and I work overnights. I can do this. So I just sat down as soon as everyone else went to bed. I sat down in front of the TV and watched six and a half hours of stranger things (laughs) (laughs) and I finished it. So that was good. So let's get some non-spoiler impressions and then we'll jump into talking about the intricacies of stranger things season three. What'd you guys think overall the season Aubrey? Um, it was good. Doesn't sound very enthusiastic. I'm angry about the ending. If you weren't angry about the ending, how would you feel about it? It was, it was really good. Excellent. How about you, Mark Ellis? In some ways it's better than season two, uh, but I can definitely start to see the, the uh, cracks in the armor. Uh, It was still good, but I can see it. It's starting to, it's, I'm starting to get diminished returns from it. Huh? Um, I thought it was awesome. Of course. <laughs> I see the thing is I love season one and two and three. So I don't I'm not one of these people that are like season two sucked because I really liked season two. I didn't have a problem with that at all. I thought it was good. So I thought this was a little better than season two, but not as good as season one. So. Yep. And the only reason for that is that it's still awesome. Like, I think they're all the seasons are awesome, but I think season one kind of had a much different, I don't know if you guys feel this way. It had a much different feel than the other two seasons. Yeah. Yeah. Like Like, I, I think season one had a, it was a, a story first. It was an intense story first. And then a eighties reference, pop culture reference TV show second. And I think those, those two things kind of came like, I don't know, one diminished and one elevated for season three. I just feel like season one was more of a horror television show it was a lot smaller because it was really just about that group of kids and one monster and and i know that obviously there was a big government conspiracy blah 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 blah, but it just felt smaller for some reason and it it was more horror It, it was like lovecraftian horror as opposed to what it is now which is fine which is more of like a monster squad goonies adventure show yep but which is awesome don't i'm again i'm we're talking like you know things that are amazing but, you know, we're talking blowjobs versus blumpkins, I guess. But <laughs> That's a horrible analogy. <laughs> yeah, it is. Um, but, <laughs> like, I don't know. I really liked that vibe of the first season, and they haven't hit that again. So that's why I always like season one the best, I guess, at this point. But, yeah, I mean, I liked all three seasons. So, oh, well. Anything non-spoiler you guys want to talk about, or can we just jump into it? Um, I will say I thought all of the performances uh, were really good this year. I thought everyone like delivered um, amazingly well in their performances. That was one of the things that really surprised me. Or not surprised me. That was one of the things that I really enjoyed. You know, you kind of feel connected to these characters because you've already spent two other seasons with them. So now it's kind of feel like ah, I'm going through the motions. But each one actually delivered uh, delivered a really good performance. So I, I really commend them on that. 
Awesome. All right. Well, then it's time to drop the spoiler drop and let's get into spoiling Stranger Things. Spoiler alert. I had seen the future and I had to prevent it. All right, Aubrey, tell me what you liked about this season. Give me your favorite things. I liked the pop culture references, of course. I liked how there was three different adventures, more like four. There was kind of four different adventures, and they all eventually came together. But I did like how there was four different stories. I like how Elle becomes her own person, and... I really enjoyed the acting of everybody. How about you, Marcellus? I don't know. Other than the performances, I would say, I don't know. I would say that that's pretty much the highlight of what I liked about it. Uh, I thought everyone's kind of stepped, like I said, everyone stepped, stepped up to the plate, including the newcomers. I thought they were all pretty good. Yeah, there wasn't anything that really like knocked my socks off that made me go, oh, wow, I'm so glad they did that in, in this show. But, uh, yeah, yeah. The thing I liked most about it was pretty much the performances. Winona Ryder crushed it. She is like they really wrote the character to play up her strengths, and she crushed it. I thought she did. This is probably like the best that I've seen her on this show. Um, so that's one of the things that I really loved about it was Winona Ryder's performance. I thought she was fantastic in it. Interesting. Um, yeah, man, I thought the show ruled. So I love uh, Steve. It's probably like my favorite character, I think, in the whole show. <laughs> wow. Um, I loved all, all the stuff like with uh, the Russians, like taking over the town. It was so fucking 80s. <laughs> right. But it, it didn't it didn't go anywhere. It didn't really make any sense at all. It was just there just to be there. It made sense. Did it? It didn't, yes. it didn't. It didn't make sense to me. Why not? Why would the Russians build a a facility there? Like, how did a year goes by and no one notices that there's this this these Russian guards standing outside with guns outside of this facility by their mall, by their brand new mall? Like, no one ever noticed that at all. How many times do you hang out in the back hallways at the mall? Oh, uh, when I work there, all the time. <laughs> when you don't work there. No, in all I, fairness, I mean. Is there really an upside down world? <laughs> exactly. That's what I mean. Like you, even with that, like even with the first season, you can kind of see how some of that stuff, even as fantastical as it is, you can kind of see how some of that stuff could not make sense, based, but you can buy into it. was based on true events. The first season was based <laughs> on true events. But like shit, like they faked the kid's death and then they had up, they performed an autopsy and then they, it was later revealed that it wasn't will that it was actually someone you know something else like you know they they came up with an excuse for everything or for a reason for everything this one i don't feel like they did they're just like oh russians just want to open up the gate and they this is how they did it they moved to the small town and built the mall and a big scientific lab underneath it and no one noticed it yes <laughs> fine um, I really liked everything involving Steve and his team. I really loved uh, Robin. Yep. I didn't know that that was Uma Thurman's daughter. But now that you know, you can't unsee it. Yeah, exactly. I can tell you, she is now the new Dark Horse 2019 Woman Crush of the Year candidate. Sorry, Princess Jasmine. No way. <laughs> She'd be a great spider, Gwen. Uh, wow. Yeah, she would. Yeah. I'll still bang the drum for uh, Sabrina, but, you know, 
I don't know. Anyway, I really like their whole storyline and everything with uh, Lucas's do- uh, sister. Yeah, I was glad to see her come back in. Uh, and she was in a lot of the episodes. I thought she was just going to be in like one or two episodes, but uh, she was actually in a lot of them. I was glad to see her play around with the big kids. I thought that was fun. I liked the uh, mind flare. I thought the uh, <laughs> a lot of people died in this. <laughs> you mean like, like the- they did? I was surprised. It was kind of uh, morbid. Like you mean like the like who the Russian scientists? No, the like the like townspeople, like the mind flare infected like two hundred people, oh, and then right. they all walked into the steel factory and turned to goop that became the mind flare. Yeah, it was like what like two hundred three hundred people just fucking died <laughs> one weekend, and mm-hmm. nobody noticed. And it was like men, women, children, elderly people. <laughs> like no one was spared. Yeah, there was absolutely no questions about why so many people died in that small town. They ch- kind of addressed it at the very, 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 very end. And they said that it was like a cursed town. So, I mean, there's got to be a time jump coming up because, like, why would you live there if, like, well, I guess people still live in, in New York City in the Marvel Universe and people still live in wherever the Power Rangers were in, in California. Right. <laughs> Even there's weekly monster attacks, so. I don't know, but it seems like why would you live there? It's kind of not a good, not a good place. Um, so I like that. I really liked um, Hopper in this season. I thought he was great. I, I felt like kinship with him as a father. You know, you didn't think he was a little like like intense, more intense than he was like in season one. Like season one, he seemed like he was very like not subdued, but very like. Um, he wasn't like on the edge all the time. You know what I mean? He I was feel a, like they explained that though. Like, he explains in the letter that he, as, like, he and Eleven bonded more, he became, like, himself again. Whereas in the beginning, he still was coming off of the death of his daughter, you know? Ah. Well, that makes sense. I kind of I like subdued Detective Hopper. Take no nonsense, Hopper. Instead of dialed all the way to Eleven all the time, Hopper. I liked Hopper. So I did like that. Um, yeah. That, I mean, those are the things I liked the most about it. So I guess we'll just have to get into what we didn't like, though. So, Marcellus, what didn't you like, other than the fact that they didn't explain how the Russians took over the mall? No, I, I understand that it has to be a thing where us as as the characters, us viewing the story as the characters, have to be surprised that the mall is actually taken over by Russians. Like, that has to be a surprising thing. I understand that. But I was kind of expecting something at the end to kind of say, this is what they were doing, or this is how it, it happened. You know what I mean? I just wanted some little piece to... It's kind of like Will's body in the first in season one. I just wanted, like, a tiny little thing to just button it up. But as far as things that I didn't like, if I don't see any more rat guts for the rest <laughs> of my life, I'm fine. Totally fine. <laughs> that was just, like, right around episode four, I'm just like, I'm done. I'm done. Eleven's <laughs> uh, nosebleeds seem to be out of control this season. Like it was like every other scene, her nose was bleeding. She was using her powers a lot more and more intensely. Yeah, and it showed. <laughs> There's a lot of blood. Like how is this girl still walking? She's lost so much blood. I and I really wish that they would give Will something to do other than cry about not paying, playing Dungeons and Dragons. I mean, I I get. That, that's what they needed. They needed to show that that change of the characters, that kind of growth in them. But I really wanted him to, I 
he's been missing out for like the past two seasons, and I really want him to step up and play like a real key part in this story because he's a really good actor and he never gets to do anything except for you know be consumed by a creature. So I really want Will to step up, or I really want them to write a good story for Will in the next season because uh, I don't think he he was just kind of there. I've waited that whole that whole season. I waited for him to do something like waited for his connection to the upside down to like do something other than give him like goosebumps on the back of his neck. I wanted something else to happen and it never did. So yeah, I didn't like that at all. All right. What about you, Aubrey? How about some things you didn't like? The ending. <laughs> <laughs> what was wrong with the ending? Hopper died. That did is he some, though? That is some shiz. And did I'm really though? mad about it. Did we he see a body? Not. If it, if the next season comes around and he's dead, I'm not watching anymore. Did a doctor come out and proclaim him dead? I'm just saying. <laughs> you if, mean like- he, if the next season comes out and he is dead, I'm not watching anymore. For the record- Mark my words. I'm not watching another Game of Thrones. <laughs> I'm not watching Game of Thrones either, ever again. I already <laughs> lost my woman, Liana Mormont. I want nothing to do with losing Hopper. He better come back. Eleven has lost too many people in her life to lose her father figure. That is some bullshit. I'm pretty sure he jumped into that upside down crack. He better have done something. Well, one of the things that I do believe that this show tries to do more this season than any other season was just reference 80s movies, period. Like, it didn't really care, like, if the storyline worked or if the characters really worked. The thing that they wanted to do is go, all right, we need Hopper in a big bushy mustache and a Magnum PI t-shirt because that was big in the 80s. You know, we need a guy with the spiky hair and, uh, you know, very simple uh, words to say because we need a Terminator type character. It didn't really matter if it fit. We just need the character. So with the ending of this, I'm pretty sure they're just going to take after any other 80s movie, specifically to search for Spock. You know, there was a big climactic crying scene at the end of Star Trek 2. And then the next movie was all about Search for Spock. So I'm, I guess that that's where they're heading for this one. So uh, season four will be the hunt for Hopper. There you go. When is you, you just season nailed four it. coming out? That's the other question I have. When is it coming out? Uh, yeah, I don't know. They're supposed to start filming this fall. They should be filming now. Cause I'm <laughs> it, should, it should already be done. It should be available tomorrow. Yes, because I'm some sort of piss. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Joey, what didn't you like about it? Uh, not much. There was not much I didn't like about it. I, I One thing that kind of weirds me out, and I don't know if anybody else feels this way, but isn't like 11 kind of like special needs? Uh, no, I don't think like so. She, she does seem like delayed in some aspects. Like she hasn't. Like she, her speech is choppy. Yeah. Right. So isn't it kind of creepy? I dump your ass. I dump your ass. Isn't it kind of <laughs> creepy that Mike was just like, all right, I'm going to meet this girl in the special ed class and make out with her all the time. I don't know if I find that creepy. I it's think I kinda find weird it creepy watching children make out, but. Well, know. they didn't like show him like getting hot and heavy or anything. No, Jesus. but still, I, I was uncomfortable watching that. I don't know. I wouldn't even. The door has to be open at all times. I don't know what this three inches rule is. The door should just be open. <laughs> there just shouldn't be a door. We just, just got to take, take the, the fucking door off the hinges. <laughs> Imagine and, when Janine brings home a guy. That ain't happening. But uh, 
And, and I will echo Mark's uh, sentiment. I really want Will to get something to do in season four. I really want him to have his hero moment and fight or confront the mind flare or the whatever monster it is on his own because he deserves that. And he's gone through a lot of shit for three seasons. Seriously. <laughs> give, give him a chance. And I totally emphasized with him when like all his friends were all like girls, girls, girls. He's like, let's play Dungeons and Dragons. <laughs> <laughs> like that was me, man. That was me, bro. <laughs> I feel you, bro. So I definitely, uh, I definitely feel him there. And uh, yeah, I mean, there wasn't really a lot I didn't like about it. I, I was really happy that Mike's mom didn't hook up with Billy. Oh God, I was so glad they killed that story like right away. Yeah, not to bring my own personal baggage into it, but I'm not a big fan of infidelity. And they didn't really like establish that Mike's dad was like some awful person that she should be cheating on. Right. So it was just like, thank God that didn't happen. I know even though he looks like he's 20 years older than her. <laughs> Good for him though. Good for him. But uh, yeah, I, I, I'm glad that storyline ended quick. So, and and she didn't get turned into goop. So yeah, that's a positive as well. So. And she gave a really good speech to Nancy regarding uh, things that she had to deal with in a workplace, being a uh, intrepid news reporter. I thought right. that was actually really sweet. Except she just seems completely oblivious to where her children are at all times. <laughs> it's the 80s. Yeah. She seems to be the only one that's oblivious, except for maybe Dustin's mom. Like he disappeared for days and his mom doesn't even show her face. And she picked him up from camp. That's, that's all that matters. She got yeah, she picked him up from camp, but then he goes and he gets stuck in a Russian lab underground and she's just none the wiser. Yeah. Yeah. There's a lot of things like that, that I, I it was know. the eighties. <laughs> the fact that that thing like just destroyed the mall towards the end and there wasn't like one security guard, one police officer, like no one sees this giant thing just smashing the roof of the mall. No one shows up at all. They they had they have this giant fight inside of the mall with fireworks and shit, and no one shows up. I mean, it's fine. It's not realistic. I definitely understand. It's a monster movie, and it's not supposed to be. But you know, just a little bit of something. Sorry, the in there. Uh, sorry, the TV show about an interdimensional horror that escaped through a fold in reality wasn't <laughs> realistic enough for you, Mark. I don't want it to be realistic. Just something. <laughs> Jeez. <laughs> You expect me to bite at these kids through fireworks at a monster without blowing their hands off, but like no cop in a twenty mile radius like showed up. There's the only there are only like three police officers, and the Russians controlled almost everything, so they would be able to keep away EMS and uh, other stuff. So, oh, I like the way you try to explain it all, dude. That's nice. Yeah, I tried. I tried for you. I tried. But all right, so give me your favorite moment in the entire season, Mark. Uh, Lucas getting the fireworks. <laughs> I love Lucas. Lucas is my, that's my dog. I love that kid. All right. Aubrey. Uh, Hopper's letter to 11. I thought was really sweet. Aww. That was definitely Niagara Falls, Frankie Angel. So. All right. Well, my favorite moment in the series, in the whole series right now, and in all of media 2019 right now, is Dustin and Susie singing a never-ending story <laughs> Did you see uh, Millie Bobby Brown's version of it? No. Yeah, she she did one. She called it the never-ending story challenge. It's on her Instagram. Oh, nice. I don't usually follow, like, 17-year-old girls on Instagram, so I'll have to go check that out. I, I did enjoy that, too. I, I will say I'm 
like the kid that plays Dustin is a um, he's a Broadway kid. He's been singing on stage for years, years and years, and years. So I was glad to see them work his uh, singing into the show. I thought that was actually pretty cool. But the <laughs> the best thing about that sequence is as they're singing, and you're thinking it's going to end at any second, and it just goes on and on, and they do the split screen of them singing, and then they show Steve. And a girl in the back of the car being chased by the monster, and they both kind of just l- turn around like to the music, like what the <laughs> what the hell is going on? <laughs> that was the best part. Was it just kept going, and there was still a giant monster attacking right. them during all of it, and Russians like trying to kill Hopper and Joyce the whole time. <laughs> and it's just like, meanwhile, they're singing the Never Ending Story theme song. I hope that that is what we see of Susie. We never, she never has to get drawn into any of any of this crap. I don't want her to show up to visit or something next season and have to deal with monsters. I just want her to be pure and happy and singing never ending story. It's it, she it's, there is a she's definitely going to show up right as Dustin is starting to fall for like some other girl. And that's when she shows up. They got to do that whole like teenage drama stuff. It's going to happen. I guarantee it. By the way, the, she's got to show up because everybody loves that scene. Yeah, they're not going to let that go at all. And the other person that really impressed me besides Winona Ryder this season was the girl that played Max. She was really good. I really enjoyed her and Eleven's uh, scenes together. I thought they played off each other really, really well. I was I, I was stunned because I remember her from last season. She didn't stand out to me at all. But this season, she was amazing. She also did really good like showing emotion when Billy died because the last season that she was in, they kind of had that fight and everything like that. Yeah. Yeah, he was a real douchebag last season. I don't know. He's another character that I kind of feel like they had to figure out a way to get him in there. And, uh, you know, the sexy lifeguard thing was one way to start it. And then I'm sure at some point someone was like, no, we just got to make him the bad guy. Got to make him the vessel for the bad guy. All right. So where do you think it goes from here, Uh, Aubrey? Well, Hopper better be alive. (laughs) That's all I care about. I'm sure he's the American inside of the Russian cell. I read, though, that they did that to make people think about it. Yep. And it worked. It worked on me. It better be him. I'm telling you right now, and he better come out alive, or else (laughs) I'm not watching anymore. They're going to lose me. How about you, Markellis? Where do you want him to go from here? Uh, To college, because those kids are tall. It's so (laughs) weird to see, like, Will run to his mother's arms and her look up at him. (laughs) Like, Jesus, season one was just a couple of years ago. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I'm I'm with Aubrey. I think the whole next season is all about them finding Hopper. He's going to have amnesia, obviously. And uh, they're going to have to try to train him to get his memory back um, and develop his new life as a, as a, a resident of that town. Mm-hmm. Well, I, I'm excited to see where it goes. I, I'm interested to see what they do with Eleven not having her powers. Because I felt like they were trying to almost relying on that too much. Like, oh, well, well, she can do it. She can take care of it. She can handle it. And all the other kids didn't get to do anything because she could just do everything. So they kind of took that away, which was nice. Um, And obviously, you know, we got to get Hopper back out of the upside down. Um, We need as much uh, Robin as possible. (laughs) Um, Yeah, there's no way that Robin and Susie aren't going to be big parts of the next season after how popular they were after this season. So, Mm -hmm. Yeah, and then, you know, hopefully they'll be able to finally defeat the Upside Down forever and leave and go off to college and be happy, healthy lives. Until we get saved by the bell to college years. 
I was going to say until, you know, then we get Stranger Things reboot that takes place in the 90s. I I am looking forward to Steve and Robin working in a video store. I think that's going to be great. That's going to get. I want Steve to get a girlfriend. I feel like he's been joked out of it twice now, and he's the best character, and he's actually a good person. So he deserves to have a nice girlfriend. (laughs) Yeah. Do you think him and Nancy uh, get it going again? No, Nancy's dating. What's his name? Yeah, but, you know, that can't last. It'll last. No, didn't they break? Didn't she move away? No, he moved away. He moved away. Yeah, Steve's in, broke up. Steve is in there, dude. No, there's other girls in town somewhere. It doesn't have to be Nancy. All right. they, already, they already tried that. It didn't work. But hopefully he gets a girlfriend, so that would be nice. Anyway, so that's that's what I got. So tell me, let's let's wrap it up. Let's rate this thing on a scale of zero to five, with five being the best and zero being the worst. Aubrey? Uh, four. Ooh, four. If Hopper's alive in season four, does that raise your number up or no? Yes. Okay. <laughs> so four asterisks. Yes. <laughs> How about you, Mark Ellis? Uh, I am going to agree with Aubrey. I'm going to give it a solid four. I am going to give it a five out of five. Jesus. Fucking loved it. Uh, yeah. And you know what? And, and some people will eventually understand and some people understand right now, but it's the only show right now on TV that my entire family can watch and agree on together. And I know that seems weird to sit down with your family and watch a show where rats are exploding into guts and some kid's mom wants to bang a lifeguard and <laughs> other people are melting into monsters and whatever. But you know what? It's the, it's the only show we can watch together as a family right now. Cause it's the only one we agree on. And that makes me love it even more. And I think it's awesome. Five out of five. God, I hope they stick the landing with this show. Cause it's on a trajectory to be one of the best shows ever. So and that's it. That's stranger things. Season three. So, Let's finish off this week's podcast with some recommendations for the listeners. Aubrey, what do you got? Everybody go watch Stranger Things Season 3. What about Hunting Ghosts? Everybody go hunt some ghosts. <laughs> Storm Area 51. Wow, is that a bad idea? Yeah, I know, right? So like, I just saw a meme that was like a 50 caliber machine gun, and it was like the army. <laughs> And then the other, on the other side of the picture was like the 20 people who actually show up to Area 51. <laughs> and it just showed them all getting shot and killed. <laughs> you know there's going to be stupid people that actually do show up. Oh, my God. that's uh, There's a difference between laughing about something on, on the Internet and like getting yourself fucking killed. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, oh, boy. Mark Ellis, how about you? Uh, yeah, speaking of uh, awesome TV shows, uh, Veronica Mars is coming back this week. Uh, eight brand new episodes on Hulu. Uh, they did three seasons before. They kickstarted the movie. Um, and now they're bringing it back for season four. If you haven't watched Veronica Mars, it's fantastic. It's a great uh, detective show that's also really funny. That's also like razor sharp comedy. It's so good. So uh, it starts this week on Hulu. Eight episodes, Veronica Mars, season four. Awesome. Well, I will suggest that everyone goes to SoWizardPodcast.com where they can find the podcast every week. Links to all our social media accounts on the right-hand side of the page. Movie reviews, streaming picks, so much more. SoWizardPodcast.com. Don't forget to subscribe to us on iTunes, Spotify, iHeartRadio, PodCoin. Just about anywhere you get podcasts will be there. 
Check out our YouTube channel. Search So Is Your Podcast on YouTube. We are there with weekly exclusive content direct from Adam Wallyhawk himself. Uh, lots of cool stuff. He just released a video talking about Stranger Things. So if you want to hear his thoughts on it, it's up there and more coming each week. Don't forget, you can support us on Patreon, patreon.com backslash so is your podcast. Monetarily support the show. Get yourself exclusive extra episodes and more. We've got our retro review of the Dark Crystal coming this month. And we got other stuff coming up in the future that's pretty cool that you can hear there. Now, I will suggest that you, uh, you know what? I'm mean, just going to suggest a few things from Plastic City. Check out Alterna Comics. Uh, awesome, awesome, awesome company cheap comics on newsprint like they used to be and a lot of cool different concepts and stories not just it's not superheroes there's a lot of cool stuff uh keith our friend who ran the con has uh his book mighty mascots on there so obviously check that out uh listen to pina comics and arguing with myself two of our podcast posse friends that we hung out with at the show and go check out the movie crawl because uh, if you're scared of giant alligators, this is the one for you. We'll be talking about it next week on the podcast without Aubrey. Sorry, Aubrey. I'm very glad you will be talking about it without me. <laughs> Aww. So that's going to do it for episode 258 of the Soul Wizard podcast in a row. We'll see you guys next week. My co-hosts this week have been the queen of all nerds, Aubrey Litchfield. Never ending story. <laughs> and the expert, Mr. Marquis Marcellus Reagans. Uh, shout out to Jar Jar Jeremy. Shout out to Pine Comics. Shout out to Arguing with Myself. Shout out to Keith, Plastic City Comic Con 2019, Wakanda Forever. We'll see you guys next week for Crawl. Good journey. never seen this video before holy shit it's really 80s <laughs> <laughs>